You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. I'm Mella Borowski, and you are listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. We've got another installment of our Southern Dialogue interviews, where I'm the Southern Belle, and I bring on guests to create some witchy dialogue. So today, Pamela Chen is here, ready to share her unicorn magic with us. Pam is the creator of several tarot decks, including the Crystal Unicorn Tarot, Witchling Academy Tarot, and Owl Tarot, and the author of the book, Enchanted Crystal Magic, Spells, Grids, and Potions to Manifest Your Desires, coming soon to Llewellyn Worldwide. Welcome, Pam. Hi, Mella. Thank you so much for having me on today. We're so glad to have you. So you describe yourself as a unicorn abundance queen on your website. Yeah. Unicorns seem to be a really powerful symbol for your magic. So how old were you when you first felt pulled to unicorns? You know what? It actually wasn't until later. Um, So I actually started with like all Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty, like when I was growing up, Hello Kitty, and then I really got into the fairies, and I believe I was a mermaid for a while. It wasn't until I really stepped into that unicorn energy, that unicorn archetype, that things have just came together for me, and I really discovered what my mission was, my purpose, and started building my business. What is unicorn energy? So I believe it's, you know, someone who does things other people don't. You're really tapped into your inner magic. You aren't afraid to stand out and share your wisdom, your healing, your magic, whatever it is. And you're living your extraordinary life, like just having a beautiful life. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a lot of people need to tap into their unicorn energy. What drew you to Tarot? So I started, I, my first deck was actually from Barnes and Nobles, maybe when I was 15, 16, and I was really, you know, into all the astrology and all of that. I actually picked it up and I looked at it and I was like, I can't do this. And I put it back somewhere in my shelf and (laughs) I was like, oh, what is this? And it wasn't until uh, maybe in my twenties, I actually came across my business partner. She's actually my business partner now and actually my mentor that helped me create all these decks. She taught me tarot and she was like, you need to go give readings to other people. So I did. And she's like, you need to make it a business. So I did. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was when I really got deep into the tarot practices. And I felt like tarot really brings out, you know, your intuition and you can see it in reality. So it's easier for you or like your clients to understand. Mm. I have a favorite tarot card that I'm pulled towards. Now, usually when I do any kind of readings, I love oracle cards, so I don't use the tarot as much, but I love the temperance card. Do you have a favorite card? Yes, mine. Well, okay, so it's different. So when I create decks, my favorite is actually the hermit. I'm Mm. like really curious to see what the hermit looks like. And actually the five of cups, which I know is kind of like a, you know, lost or, you know, put a, people look at it as a negative card, but I, I love looking to see how that card is portrayed by the artist when I create. My personal card is actually the chariot. Okay. Yes. How have you seen the chariot work out in your life? Like, how has that energy been in your life? 
Yes. So I move fast, sort of like the chariot. <laughs> but I need like a structured path. Like it still needs to be somewhat in control. And with that strategy or formula, whatever it is that I can follow, like that controlled path, you know, then I can get things done quickly. Have you ever felt like you've been pulled in two different directions? I know sometimes it's portrayed that way with the two different horses going different directions. Mm, you know, I, I really did used to, and it's not, and now it's kind of like everything is one because your, your life, like the business, I think it was a lot with the business. I felt like I had to put so much time into my business. Like it was really hard work and even creating my decks. But after, you know, I just realized that like everything is is one and if you can just do things when you enjoy doing it then it makes it so much better <laughs> yeah absolutely so manga fans you need to check out the witchling academy tarot deck it feels like it's more than just divination though is there a story behind that deck Oh, yes. It's a huge story behind it. And I couldn't fit the entire story in the descriptions because we we, can only, <laughs> we were only given so much word. So yeah. it's a journey um, with the main character that is on the cover, which is Charlie. And it's a journey from the full where she goes to this magic school and she discovers all her powers. And there is a villain, the devil, where she has to overcome. And it's actually her mother, like it's a really in-depth world that I have created when I started on this deck and it was really fun to write. So it sounds like even if someone isn't interested in using the cards for divination, it might still be something that they would want to have. Yes, and I think it's really good for beginners because if you can follow the story and if you can see how it relates to your personal life, then when looking at that card, you, it might not be like the traditional sense, full-on description, right? But looking at the card, you know where you were when this happened, when this card happened for this story, and you can relate to the meanings, and then that way you can give your readings. Is there a card that is more difficult for you? So you told me what your favorite ones are. Is there one that gives you trouble when you're creating or even when you're doing readings? So every deck is different when I create. Um, the Crystal Unicorn Tarot was a judgment card. <laughs> I believe it was. And I, Lisa made me rewrite that card, I believe, like five times. So I, she was like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, which is the Academy Tarot? I'm not, you know, the card that I was kind of iffy about was actually the death card. So the death mm. card portrayed in this, you know, I'm usually, I usually do a clone. So it's very similar to the Rider White Smith. So if mm -hmm. you know that, you know that system, you know the cards, it's usually like very clone-like. Except for the death card in the Witchling Academy Tarot, I want to, it just, I just got downloaded with something totally different. So instead of the, you know, the death scene, she's actually meeting her higher self, which she, you know, after she has passed doing something, but don't worry, she comes back alive. <laughs> and yeah, she's meeting her higher self and bringing back, um, getting rebirthed into her new self. That sounds like a part of the hero's journey. Are you familiar with that? Yes, yes. That's one of the reasons that I don't use 
tarot as much as oracle cards because I feel like if I were to put the death card down, for instance, or the tower, people have this um, preconceived notion of what those mean. And no matter what I'm going to say to them, they have seen it on TV. They've seen it in movies. They've read about it, perhaps. And so they're just they're going to take what they think it is. Have you ever had that happen? Um, so I don't do much readings anymore. Now we just teach our clients or students how to use tarot for their lives. Okay. But I, I just noticed that, you know, a lot of people don't know tarot. So who you are reading to, most of the time, they have no idea how to use tarot. Mm-hmm. So depending on the deck that you choose, I think this is it. Depending on the deck that you choose and the image that it portrays could really affect the reading. It could make it be a lot deeper, I think. Yes, yes. So let's talk about your high magic practitioner certification. Tell me yes. about that. So our certification and business course is where we teach our clients to, so these are for spiritual entrepreneurs, leaders, healers, influencers, and we really help them swirl all their experiences, modalities, certifications, and magic to create a standout personal brand and to craft their signature course or offer that positions them a leader at, in their industry. So again, you know, being that unicorn and really standing out with a structured business that is really sustainable and that you can scale so that you're not trading time for money and that you actually enjoy creating this authentic, you know, soul aligned business. Part of it, we do work with magic and we do work with energy. So throughout the course, not only will you be you know, working on the, sh on the strategies, the structures of your business, how to, you know, market organically on social media, but we will also be working on the seven energetic centers of your body, which are, which are the chakras and see how they really align with this new success frequency that you're calling in. Wow. So you're combining the business world with magic. I love it. <laughs> yes. I call it Hogwarts meets Harvard. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. And then you have an upcoming crystal magic book. My question is what makes your book different from any of the other crystal magic books out there? You know, I feel like the, the, the information that I provide in this book is very, very easy to digest and to implement. So I do give examples of crystals and all of that, but it's not just because there is a lot of crystals and there's so much things you can do um, with crystals. I think a lot of books that I've read personally, there was just too much stuff. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So with my book, I kind of like broke it down. I broke it down into sections. I gave you three crystals and I give you a spell with it. I give you um, magical practices that you can do with it. And that's really it. I'm a huge fan of crystals. I've got them sitting all around me right now. I've got a piece of jet tucked in my bra right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love black tourmaline. I'm an empath, so mm -hmm. I like to wear those on me because it's very protective for my aura. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite crystal? Is your favorite crystal one of the ones that you wrote about in the book? Oh, geez, that's so hard because I know. <laughs> I love um, all the. So, what I, I also put crystals in my bra, of course. <laughs> yes. 
it's a perfect place for it. You just have to remember when you, before you shower, it doesn't hit the ground, right? Like, I've had them drop out many times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so that depends on what energy is usually I'm, I'm trying to call in. So those crystals switch around. My favorite is, I don't know, it's so hard to decide. I'm really drawn to um, tower shaped. So the ones with mm. a point at the end or mm -hmm. clusters though. And I, my favorite crystal right now is actually a, a pink quartz aura. So I do love the auras, they're so shiny. Mm. After looking at your website, I, I can see how you would be drawn to that. Definitely. <laughs> yes, yes. So here's a little tip for all the listeners. If you want to have crystals in your bra as well. Now, some crystals are going to be kind of pokey and you don't want to lose them. So this is a great tip someone told me is to get one of those little pouches mm -hmm. and just um, take a safety pin and safety pin the pouch and put the crystal inside the pouch. Mm, yes. I Yeah, I definitely don't put a whole tower in my bra. <laughs> Just those like little tumbled smooth ones will work. It doesn't have yeah. to be huge. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have, a little tumbled piece of jet right uh -huh. now. Some of, some of my crystals that I really like, I like Herkimer Diamond, and oh. those are usually a little too small to, to tuck, so yes. they're great for the pouch method. <laughs> yeah, I actually have one that's palm size. I love Herkimer, mm. too. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, and one, one crystal I really like, but it's not very bra safe, is a pyrite for abundance and prosperity. Yes, I have several pieces of that on my abundance altar. Yes, can you put on your bra? I don't put it in my bra. I'd be a little punky. <laughs> I might put it in my pocket or my purse, though. Right, right, yes. I tried, um, so I know that you told me, too, you have animals. So I did try to give a crystal to my chickens, and they didn't yeah. really love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you try to tie it on them, uh, feed it to them? What'd you do? No, I, would, I just, like, kind of showed it to them to see if, you know, they would be like, I don't know, rub themselves, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. And they just looked at it, pecked it, and ran away. <laughs> they said, that's not food. What the hell are yeah. you giving us? <laughs> right. So what is a practical suggestion that you can give us to start using crystal magic right now? When this episode is over, that you can start using crystal magic. So what is a practical thing to do for start using crystal magic? So I I think depend first you have to see what energy you'd like to call in. So have a really clear intention and then you go out and find the crystal for your intention, which could be love, prosperity, or health, right? Those are, you know, even amplify your psychic powers. Those are probably the main ones or for protection. That is a really big one. Yeah. And then I, what I like to do with the crystal actually during, a, you could do this on a new moon or a full moon, new moon, if you want to um, call in an intention, create a spell, a full moon, if you just want to amplify an energy or cleanse, I like to create like a grid, like a shape, maybe a circle, a square, a heart, whatever it is that you want, you can make it even bigger. And I like to put a glass of water in the middle of my grid and charge my 
crystals and the water during the full moon or new moon. Make sure you have something to cover your water so things don't fly into it. <laughs> you can leave it out for the whole night or you can leave it out for a couple of hours and just kind of infuse your intention into it. And then I drink and then I drink it and I see it okay. go. That is a great tip. Thank you. And, and well, you talk about the grids and, and those types of things in your book as well, don't you? Yes, yes, we do. Um, I teach you how to create your grid, which doesn't necessarily have to be all crystals and how you can kind of just do it intuitively. Okay, great. And you've also got a new tarot deck coming out in 2023, don't you? I do, yes. Tell us about that one. So it is the Owl Tarot, and the artist is Elizabeth Alba. So she did the Everyday Witch Tarot and Oracle deck. Mm. And we, so this is, I'm really excited for this deck because Elizabeth is just an amazing artist. And this deck actually came to me. I wrote the proposal. I wrote the 78 card descriptions in three days. It just, wow. yeah, it just came, I mean, Witchling took maybe six to eight months. Um, wow. So it came to me immediately. I knew this is a deck that I had to, you know, put out whether Llewellyn takes it or not. <laughs> that was the question. And so I submitted, yeah, right. So I submitted the proposal and um, I'm like online, you know, I was like online friends with Elizabeth because we've done giveaways together and we've done these amazing things and collaborated. And I don't know, that day I just felt like sharing her stuff and like really give gratitude to people. And she was one of them and she reached out you know we're reconnecting and I told her what I was doing and I was like I really hope Llewellyn asked you to be my artist because I love your work and she's like I want to do it so I told Barbara Moore which is my um you know director and I was like look Elizabeth wants to do the artwork for Owl Tarot is that going to help with my proposal and she's like what are you serious <laughs> like, yeah yeah um and because I she just had a baby so she's really busy and she wasn't picking up any work from them and mm -hmm. so it's like yeah, so she, um, she proposed it. And literally what I got back from the committee was, if Elizabeth is your artist, then you have the contract. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, she's in, she's in. That's amazing. So it all came together. It did. And it came together like, I mean, that was like, I mean, that's only my second deck, but it came together really, um, you know, faster than usual. She's working on it now. I believe we have 20 cards done. Um, our deadline isn't until 2023, but I, th I think we're going to, we might be done before then. Okay. And the, the owl, Tara, what is the owl, The uh, an animal that will see throughout it? Or is that a symbol for something? Yes. So the Owl Tarot is you are traveling into the realm of the owls and they are your guardians. They are your guides. So they will be opening up their vault of wisdom because owls have a lot of wisdom mm -hmm. and, um, and mysticism. And you can go and that is how you will connect to them through the tarot. So they'll be sharing with you, sharing the wisdom with you through the tarot deck as you travel with them throughout the deck. And the, um, the major is where you will meet the, I guess, the main players in the owl realm. So mm -hmm. the owls have um, expansive magic. They already know who they are, and that's why they are different colors. Colors is very important in this deck. And in the suits, you will meet different breeds, um, different types of owls in each specific suit, um, but they will have the color that is referenced to the suit, the energy of the suit. 
So like pentacles in the owl deck is all about wealth and prosperity. And so the owls are in the suit is yellow and green. There is definitely a running theme, it sounds like, with your tarot decks of having this really deep story that takes you through each card. It's not just, okay, here's a card that portrays this particular thing. There's a, a, a link to everything in a story. Yes. Well, Lisa, uh, my business partner and mentor, she drills it into us that you need to create a world for your cards. Mm. Like, you need to create this world where everyone can dive in and experience it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that because I love to write. I have played D&D in my life and just <laughs> world building yes. is an amazing thing. It's one of my most favorite things, world, just building a world. So I can, I can resonate with that. Yes, I love that. So I've got a personal question for you. Sure. What is your funniest chicken story? Because I'm a chicken mama too, so I know chicken parents have funny stories. Oh, just so we re so we have um, we have four hens, and maybe three months ago we got uh, four chicks, and so one of one day I don't know they were like in this container right outside the coop so that they can see the big chickens, but they weren't in it yet. Yeah, and somehow the door got open and we were out um, grocery shopping or something. Our neighbor who has a bunch of chickens called us and was like, I, it was like 8 p.m. I found this gray chicken running away from a cat in the middle of the road and is yours. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's Smokey. So, so my boyfriend's son went and got him, put him back, but the other chickens weren't there. And we were like, go look for them in the yard. And we didn't, think they, we didn't think they would get out of their little coop area because it was so dark. You know, chickens can't see at night. Yeah. And so they they got out somehow. So we hurried home and we were searching for them. And immediately when I walked by the shed, we had the shed light on. I heard chirp. So I went in and they were sitting on this pillow on the shelf. Like, oh my gosh. And they're just like, we're here. And they're just looking at me like, why are you bothering me? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know how they got up. They found like the one pillow. Wow. Yeah. And we are so funny. <laughs> we really are. Um one uh sad to say one of them, we had one of them, a hawk swooped in and got him. Oh my gosh. I know when he was a baby and we were all we were outside. Everybody was outside and the hawk just came and like behind us. It was crazy. That is terrifying. Yeah, he came back actually last week, but the chickens are big now. <laughs> they can't be taken off. A little bit harder to do, yeah. Yes, I, yes. I, was, I think some hawks got some of my guineas. Oh, I, no. Oh. I didn't see it, but they all disappeared one by one. So either coyotes or oh, no. hawks. I thought it was hawk because the coyote would come and take all, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess nature were feeding the birds. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Um, any other projects you've got going on or anything else you want to tell us about? No, just our high, uh, high magic certification and business course is enrolling right now for March. We do also have a 30 day quantum manifesting course. It's called high vibe. And we work with the, we do work with unicorns. We work with mermaids. We work with fairies and we work with dragons in the 30 days. 
So that okay. is something fun for people who, you know, are not looking to build a business, but they're just looking to really um, tap into their um, success or tapping to any parts, all areas of your life. And we go up into the Akashic Records, we rewrite your soul contract for your love, your for your relationships, for your abundance, for your health and your confidence. So it's a really fun 30 days with us. So how would someone get in touch with you for that or any of your other projects? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram, Pamela Unicorn, or we do have an enchant group that we do tons of free things with. Like right now, we're doing a 33 days millionaire mindset tapping challenge, which is really fun. And we usually host that in the enchant group. And the link is in my bio in, on my Instagram page. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for being here on Bell Book and Candle. Yes, thank you, Mella. So everyone, thank you for joining us. And I hope that you reach out and uh, get in touch with Pam. Find out about all these wonderful uh, unicorn magic things she's doing. And uh, y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.